Hello, this is Michelle Burkhardt here, and I am your host on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Welcome. Today we are talking about, drumroll please, imagination. Now listen, I know that I've talked about imagination quite frequently on this podcast episode. I think you understand by now, if you're a regular listener, this is something that is important. Okay, we're talking about how you can never outperform your imagination. Okay, so I'm going to tease out a couple things for you here. I'm going to share one of one of uh, a quote by Maxwell Maltz that really hits home on this idea of imagination. And I'm going to share two stories with you. So one story is both of them are personal, but the first one is about something that um, happened before I knew about this principle of imagination, but I'll share how the principle worked, even though I was ignorant of it. Okay. And the second story I'm going to share with you is when I absolutely knew about the principle and I was able to use it for my benefit. Okay. I'm going to give you a challenge at the end too. All right. If you're brave and you want to accept this challenge, I, I, I really highly encourage you to do that. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. Let's talk about imagination. So imagination is a really big part of this success mechanism, right? So we talked about that a little bit yesterday. What is your success mechanism, right? So imagination is a really important part of that. So um, this morning in my reading, I just happened to pick up Maxwell Maltz book, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, which has become one of my favorites. I actually have two copies of this book because the first copy I read so much, it fell apart. So this, <laughs> this one I got a, a hard copy of, so it's sticking together for me real good. Um, and we've talked about this before that your nervous system, right? Your brain and your, your nerves and everything, your nervous system does not know the difference between something that is real and something that is imagined, right? So if you're, you know, being chased by a bear in the woods, you're going to have um, certain physiological reactions, right? You're going to have all those stress hormones that, that wash through your body um, in an effort to get you safe and away from the bear, right? Well, if you sit and you think about being chased by a bear in the woods, you're going to have this same exact physiological response, Okay. This is why when I'm working with coaching clients and they're stuck in fear, we try to to think about something different because I need to change that physiological response before we can uh, attack the thing that they're afraid of. Okay. Now, I know we've talked a lot about this. So for those of you who are new to our podcast, you can always refer back to several different podcast episodes we've done on imagination. Okay. But I just want to share with you two stories from my own life in how this principle has shown up. Um, One story when I didn't understand the principle, but it still was true. And another story when I really understood the principle and how I helped it kind of make it work for me. Okay. Um, I do want to read this quote from Maxwell Maltz, though. It's a a short one. It says, a human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. Okay, I'm going to read that once again. A human being always acts and feels and performs 
in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. Okay? So if you imagine the world is a fearful, hostile place, guess what you will experience? Okay? If you imagine that the world is a place of abundance and joy and love, guess what you'll see? Okay? All right. So two stories. So the first one, I think I've told you guys this before, about 10 years ago, I had a stroke. I was very young, had very young children. Um, it was a kind of a freak thing. Um, it was not a normal stroke. It was, it was abnormal. Um, we ended up going to see some, some specialists and they, they long story short, they basically said, Michelle, you're number five in the world for this type of a stroke. Okay. If you want to know more about that, reach out to me. I'll, I'll tell you the whole story, but The part of the story I really want to share with you today is that after I was diagnosed and I was starting to recover and they were trying to figure out what exactly to to kind of do with me um, to progress, when we went to the specialist, the specialist said, okay, you're number five. And based on what we know, the other four people, uh, they have not really recovered. And so you probably will always walk with a walker. You'll probably always have a speech impediment. And you probably, by that point, they had done some testing and found I was at a 10th grade level. They they said, you'll probably always have a cognitive delay. Okay. And so I remember um, just feeling very defeated, right? I mean, this doctor, this authority um, was telling me, hey, this is going to be your life. And to make it worse, on the very long ride home, my my dad and my husband were in the car with me and they were just talking about, you know, what they were going to do with me. They thought I was asleep in the back seat, and, and here I am listening and, and hearing these two men talk about, you know, the life that I'm going to live. And I thought, gosh, that's not, that's not what I want. And, you know, I had the blessing of, of really being a place in my life that, that there were no expectations on me. I mean, people didn't even expect me to use a bathroom on my own, let alone, you know, do anything else. And so I was like, man, you know, what could I do? So the only thing I really could do trapped in that, that body that wasn't working for me was to think and to imagine. Okay. And so I didn't realize this principle that, that I'm talking about today. Um, but thankfully I, I entered into that phase and I began to, to think about, well, what do I want my life to look like? Right. And I came up with three secret goals. Um, and the goals were, I want to run a 5k. Uh, I want to be a keynote speaker and I want to go back to school for my PhD. Now, listen, we're, we're, we're like maybe two hours post what this doctor had said about me. Right. And so I started making this, this secret plan. I, I say it's secret. I only told my therapists and there were a couple of therapists that really weren't on board. And I just said, that's okay. You just don't have to do this with us. Right. Um, and long story short, within 18 months, I did finish my 5k. Um, notice I said finish. I didn't really run. It was kind of like a turtle stampeding through peanut butter, but I definitely finished. Um, actually I'm looking right. I have a, as I'm recording this, I'm in my bedroom hiding from my children. Um, and uh, I see on my wall is the medal from the 5k that I ran. So that I didn't realize that till I just kind of glanced across the room. So I ran my 5k. I gave a keynote presentation to 600 people, uh, in the education field on how to have a positive mindset. 
And I went ahead and, and explored and, and I'm within the last few months of finishing up my PhD. Okay. Now listen, people will often hear me tell that story and go, Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. What a miracle that you got healed. Listen, the miracle is not that, that my body was healed. The miracle is that I didn't listen to the doctors and I continued on this imagination phase. Okay. Remember a human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. So when I was imagining me doing all of these wonderful things, my, my three secret plans, right? All of a sudden, my whole world came together and said, all right, we're going to help you along on that path. Okay. Now that all happened without me understanding any of this that I'm sharing with you today. So let me tell you one more story um, about how I use this to my advantage. So some of you know that, gosh, almost six months ago now, I had hip surgery. Now, it wasn't a hip replacement. I'm not going to tell the whole story here, but long story short, they, they went in and they fixed about six different things, okay? Now, the problem was that I am allergic to most pain meds, and so um, I really couldn't take anything after surgery. Now, thankfully, the doctors didn't say anything to me, but I, I had known for about four or five months that I was going to have to have this surgery and also that I was not going to have the pain meds. And so I said, okay, how can I prepare myself for this? So number one, I just really beefed up my health goals, right? Like, okay, Michelle, get it together. Let's make sure we have really good nutrition. Let's make sure we, we get out and, and exercise as much as possible. But then I also started practicing with things like meditation. Um, so guided meditation, active meditation, um, just really practicing with this um, skill set of how can I use my, my mind and my brain um, to slow my heart rate, to, you know, just, just really practicing how can I, um, take more control of myself. Okay. So when I had the surgery, um, I can tell you that there were days that I was honestly completely out of my mind. Okay. Um, I had this understanding that, uh, I'm just going to go through surgery and I I'll have all these many weeks at home and I'll just, you know, I don't know, create content and, you know, do all the lovely thinking things that, that I would love to do if I wasn't traveling the world. Right. And none of that happened. <laughs> Because I, I really didn't understand how much energy it was going to take to use my mind to overcome really some, some horrific pain. Um, and so I used my imagination like you would not believe. So when the pain got really bad, you know, I would do things, ice, elevate, you know, I would take some Tylenol. Um, but when it got really bad, I, I knew I got to go to bed and I couldn't just go to sleep. I had to use my mind to go into those meditation things that I had done before. Okay. So I also imagined myself going for a walk on a beautiful sunny day, much like what I'm going to get to do later on today. Um, I imagined myself being uh, flexible and limber. I even imagined myself running. Now, I haven't quite gotten to that point in my recovery yet, but I know it's coming. Okay. So again, a human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. 
Okay. Now I knew that this principle of imagination was going to work for me and it did. Were there hard times? Absolutely. But that's when I called on my imagination to help me. Now, you know, when I uh, go back and I talk to the doctors, every time I see them now, they, they just shake their head and say, we have never, ever had a patient be able to go through that kind of a surgery with no pain meds. Um, they're just unbelievable of what happened. And I, I just look at it as, thank goodness I had months to prepare and get ready, you know, get my mind ready. And interestingly, if you um, do any study in the field of hypnotism, one of the things that they have basically through all of these different research studies that they found is that hypnotism does the same exact thing. All it does is it convinces you that you can do something, right? So for example, if you have... um, if you are trying to, to lose weight and you, you go and you become hypnotized, all they do is convince you that you can do the things that you need to do to lose weight. If you want to stop smoking, hypnotism will convince you that you can stop smoking. Okay. It doesn't make you lose weight. It doesn't make you stop, but it convinces you to imagine a world in which you have done that. Does that make sense? Okay. So again, when we talk about imagination, I'm not just talking about, you know, daydreaming or hoping or wishing, right? I'm I'm really talking about that process of, of seeing it as a, a vivid picture, right? An image, a vision of what you want. Okay. So your call to action or your challenge for, for the next few weeks is set aside at least five to 10 minutes every single day and use your imagination to think about who you want to be in life. Okay. So you could imagine the things that you want or the things that you would like to do. Um, but really try to focus on who do you want to be as a person, right? And, and sit and think about that. Um, I would highly recommend at least five minutes for the next three weeks. If you had to set an alarm or put it on your calendar, whatever you need to do, practice with this. A human being always acts and feels and performs in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. So if you don't know what you're imagining or what you're thinking about yourself or your environment, take a look at your current results. If there's something there that you know you're not getting, so for example, if you're not making the amount of money that you want, if you're not getting the jobs that you want, if you're not having the relationships that you want in your life, right? If you're not getting the results that you say that you want, there's something up in your imagination, okay? Take the challenge, be brave, let me know if you need anything, okay? Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.